0: It is July 13th, another Tuesday, and I'm coming to you from the beautiful Front Range of Colorado. There is so much inspiration going on all over the place around here. Uh, I got to pace my new buddy, Drew Ralston, for 48 miles of uh, the Silver Heels 100 over the weekend. Uh, I was out on the course for a lot of hours with him, and I just saw so much heart and grit and determination out there. Um, my friends, Scott Myers and Laura Kaplan, who I just had Laura on the podcast, uh, they ran up to Long's Peak from Boulder over the weekend, which is just mind melting to me. Um, I've got Beth Pascal who just won the Western States 100 coming on the show. Uh, gosh, what else? Oh, my guests today, my guests today are even more inspiration if that's possible. My man, Laz, just ran across the U.S. from L.A. to New York City. It was a 3,200-mile transcontinental run that lasted 78 days. His fiance Abby, was his crew and RV driver, and we're lucky enough to have them both on the show today. I know you guys are going to love this episode. Stay tuned. That is coming up. Follow us for exclusive content on Patreon by following Patreon slash Do Big Things. By following us there, you will get to see some of the behind the scenes action, the B sides, if you will. If you make a donation, support us. I'll get you a Do Big Things hat or a Big Things crewing t shirt. Your choice with, you know, more merch to come. There's more stuff coming. That's just to get you started. Uh, follow us, give us a little support. Be a part of the tribe for exclusive content. All right. We want to thank our sponsors. Uh, First of all, Exoskin, my favorite running shorts, my favorite running socks, the Exo Toes. Uh, Fantastic. Uh, If you wear them and you're not convinced, send them back for a full refund so you guys have nothing to lose. Check them out. Exoskin.us. Use our discount code BTC, all caps. That's for big things crewing. For 15% off This podcast is also brought to you by On Pace Wellness you want to take your fitness to the next level Contact these guys On Pace Wellness Mention this podcast And he's going to give you a 10% discount Get you properly tuned up Last but not least This podcast is brought to you by Athletic Brewing The finest non-alcoholic craft beer on the market Have yourself a tasty treat or two Without all the negative side effects Check them out athleticbrewing.com use my discount code there Uh, mcrobertsa20 and that is all caps my last name and first initial mcrobertsa20 with the number 20 all caps 20 percent off Uh, some of the finest non-alcoholic beer on the market have yourself a tasty treat buy two six-packs or more and you don't have to worry about shipping it's the good stuff guys enjoy the taste without the hangover I hope you guys enjoy this episode as much as I did. Here it is. Do big things, baby. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Do Big Things podcast. I've got a fantastic couple of guests for you guys today. Um, and uh, my man Laz right here just ran across the country and he is here with his partner, his fiance, the crew, the pacer, the the um, the only one, <laughs> the only one, <laughs> and her name is Abby. Um, but uh, say hi, you guys, introduce yourselves, tell us who you are.
1: Hey, how about you guys? How about you? Uh, my name is Laz, and this is Abby, my fiance, and we have done this uh, crossing USA run, and uh, I was the runner. She was my team.
2: My support crew. My support
1: support crew, crew. the support crew. Yeah. And we're here to tell our story.
0: Oh, nice. You can't do something like this without a support crew, can you?
1: Uh, I'm not, but some people have done that before. Really? Uh, Self-supported? Yes, with a little uh, stroller. Oh, gotcha. Use like
2: a baby cart and fill it up with supplies, uh, water, um, every town or so, but it's... That's another story. That's a whole other level of difficulty, right. I feel
1: like. I don't think so. I can do that.
2: Yeah. Like,
1: you're running day, and after sleeping in the middle of the desert, fight animals can come. It's, I'm not that tough, or not yet. <laughs> not yet. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. Laz, <laughs> where are you from? I'm from Hungary, Budapest.
0: Oh, okay. Um, what brought you to the United States? Mm,
1: I don't know. I must feel I needed some kind of change. Okay. I was I was uh, 25 when I, when I was moved um, to the U.S. First time in Las Vegas and after San Diego and after Miami. Mm. Uh, I just wanted to see the world. And I was thinking I'm still young and, and um, this is a time. I look around how other places works and how other people live their life.
0: Yeah. Did you visit a lot of places before you settled on the U.S.?
1: Um, Never the U.S. More like Europe, Spain, and um, Italy, Germany. A lot of time, uh, yeah, mostly in in Europe.
0: Okay. Have you always been a runner?
1: No, absolutely yeah. not. Okay. Okay. How did this I start? Was kid, I was a musician. Okay. I'm still i I'm still a musician and, oh. and more like an artist. So, oh.
0: do you play in a band?
1: Uh, not now. I have all my life play bands, like oh, okay. rock and roll bands. Okay and uh, i've never done anything around sport and and, and typical artist kids who like wow no no way i'm doing sport because we are artists and, and we're playing rock and roll and rock and roll lifestyle right. so that was my life and and two years ago and it surprised a lot of people i, I started running two years ago
0: okay
1: uh so it's it's not that long time. No. And, and, and I simply just uh, started because the reason, like a lot of, of other runner, I wanted to lose weight uh, dieting, and the diet changed it to a lifestyle change. Mm-hmm. So I started being healthier, and uh, my eating habits changed, and um, and the running started really slowly, build up the and and I reached a level when I'm, was run so much well i don't know so much but every day run 17 miles and i realized that it's not makes sense like just my neighborhood going around 17 miles if i put this together maybe my feet can take me a to b and not just around and around
0: okay so did this transcontinental um run like was this idea here a long time ago was this something you've been planning on for a long time
1: not uh, not that long because I started on a little bit more like two years and and in the second year I, I have this idea <laughs> when when I reach that level okay I'm start running like like it's more joyful all the beginner injuries gone be away yeah. and uh, I'm running these longer distances that time I was thinking yeah, yeah maybe I do something more serious and challenging myself. And plus, I saw Terry Fox uh, story, yes. yeah. Yeah. and it's a, it was a huge inspiration. Like, wow! I, I watched all the documentaries mm-hmm. about him and everything. But I yeah read everything and research uh, everything about him. And and uh, what else? Uh, I, I, he was a huge inspiration in the beginning. Yeah. And and after, I don't know. I, yeah, definitely, I wanted to do just something bigger. Yeah. And Terry Fox actually realized that me like running across a continent, is can be a thing. So it's, I can do that. And a lot of people are doing it too, or done it before. Uh, And when this idea came to my head, it's never left my head. It's always just there and grow and grow bigger and bigger. And I started training for it longer distances. And later I hired a trainer. Okay. and
2: That was the seed.
1: Yeah, that's what i say. I just, yeah, i better at stuff or I'm going to continue <laughs> this, yeah. my whole story together.
2: <laughs> um,
0: how did you meet this uh, beautiful lady to your right here? How did you meet Abby?
1: Uh,
2: years I, ago.
1: Long, long years ago, like seven years ago. Okay. Yeah, it's
2: been about seven years. Um, <laughs> I met him like as a musician, obviously. Uh, we were just out and kind of like running in the same circles mm-hmm. and we met each other one night and, uh, you know, just continued hanging out yeah. and it's been like seven years history um just Miami
0: yeah
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah just a random night out we met each other uh, I was out with my friends and he came up and I think he asked uh he asked me for a lighter because at the time he was uh smoking cigarettes ah, so,
0: okay. okay and yeah.
2: that's how the conversation started rock yeah. and roll lifestyle and uh, I went to a couple of his shows and you know we just uh kind of started from there yeah I guess.
0: but you knew laz before he was uh much of a runner or a runner at all
2: oh yeah no oh, okay he, he was not like uh i mean t- truthfully he was not like an athletic type he was yeah. a, a a bass bassist bass musician bass huh? guitarist i don't know yeah, how you would say honestly, that properly yeah. um so like you know it was it was a lot more of a, a later night rather than like waking up at six o'clock in the morning like we do now and like going out for a, a quick five mile jog or, you know, is like the complete polar opposite. So um, there was a huge change, you know, like over the years in, in his lifestyle. And I remember when he started running and, you know, just like kind of getting into it. I remember like his friends were telling him, you have to download the Nike app and like they would like compete because he's like a competitive person, I think. Okay just uh instinctually or uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, he's a uh, quite competitive so i remember when he downloaded the was <laughs> like running the first few miles and then more and more and more and like whatever he does i feel like he gets uh a little bit like uh fixated on well, you know like sure really that, focused yeah. and so like just anything whether it's like bass playing or running he'll take it or try to take it to like the highest level the, the next level possible so yeah. i think this would definitely be considered like a fast <laughs> you know inclined yeah. normal runners i don't think go yes. from a to b like like Who heated knows? i i don't know
0: two years is not very long trust me
2: no it was uh, maybe a little over two years but yeah it wasn't, wasn't that long
1: but the first year i still smoke cigarettes and, and rum Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and rum
0: <laughs> um so Abby, like looking back to when you met Laz, what's the biggest difference that you see uh, from from him, you know, back then till now? Obviously he's probably almost a different person, but.
2: No, totally. I mean, just, I think it's really more of like a lifestyle. He's always going to be who he is. Like I said, with regards to like a uh, competitive personality and somebody who like, whatever they do, they want to try and do it at the highest level. That's always going to be there. Um, but I think it's more of like a lifestyle change. It was literally like, going from night to day yeah. um, with every aspect how he eats. I think mentally also he's a little bit different. like running I feel like has really changed him mentally in the way that like you handle uh, things yeah. and just like mental health he's a lot more calmer. Yeah. Um, and it, the biggest change for me would really just be like the lifestyle of like you know when I met him, we were also younger you know but like our you know thing was like going out, enjoying ourselves. Um, you know being in like uh, the music scene and and uh, trying to find like the next cool concert or whatever the Mm -hmm. next cool band and now it's trying to find like the next cool marathon or the next cool race to to go to (laughs) so
0: so Laz when you kind of turned this corner and uh, sort of made this big change Um, was Abby making these changes with you? Were you guys changing together? Like getting up earlier in the morning, eating healthier, going out on runs together?
1: Yes, we started together and she's pushed me definitely in the beginning to run. Okay. And uh, I was really don't want to run like, oh, this is not for me. (laughs) So she's pushed me. And, uh, yeah, for me, really important if in a relationship, like, we grow together. That's important. Okay. So we push together and motivate each other till these days. And, uh, yeah, she's helping me a lot.
2: I'm not going to lie, though. He, like, he far surpassed me. So, I mean, like, we're starting together. He- we both, like, enjoy exercising. But, like, I can't run yeah. 25 to 40 miles. <laughs> it's just I would love to, unfortunately. I don't think I took it to that level mentally. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. My, my extremist personality turned that on. But you will definitely have that all at the beginning.
2: Yeah, I think everything and we I, try and do and together, after. it's yeah. not like, yeah, it, it's just you have to in a relationship in some way kind of conform to the other.
0: For sure. Well, I mean, you guys are lucky that you sort of made these changes at the same time, because sometimes when... A, a, in a couple when one person wants to make positive changes the other person doesn't want to make those changes and things don't always work out so it sounds like you guys are lucky in that way
1: yeah but you need to do that or you're going to have my opinion you're going to have problems in the relationship yeah because one person want to go that way and another way the programs change the mentality the thinking about life and everything important you guys grow together yeah. in some way or, or so sooner or <laughs> later the couple is groups different ways maybe yeah so what was the
0: genesis of this transcontinental run um i was scrolling through your instagram today just like looking at your pictures and i went all the way down to the bottom and i think your first picture said like run across the usa and it was about a year ago today that you posted it so was, was that the inception of this whole big project or how did it all start
2: it, I was making it public because yeah, you're make, holding yourself accountable
1: yeah make it public <laughs> and after if I'm not doing I'm going to embarrass myself and all my family members and uh, my <laughs> childhood high school or like yeah tri- friends going to like um,
2: yeah you're going to be yeah going to bigger. embarrass myself <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, so it, yeah it, it definitely is really important to make it to public it's, for some reason it's more serious like that mm-hmm. page. and I choose the Instagram page but I liked it to um showing my whole training, mm-hmm. day trainings mm-hmm. for the USA run, and after documenting the USA run too. Okay. That's the only reason I made that uh, Instagram page.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: There was a little bit of like planning and like rough outline before making it public. I remember like the day that you went, like that went live. He created the Instagram specifically for like documenting the training up until the USA run. But like, I think that was the moment like you were sure that you wanted to do it. And yeah, like, there yeah. was a little bit of research mm-hmm. beforehand, obviously, on oh, like, Of like, yeah, you know, because, is this yeah. possible? Have people done it before? Uh, what would be the way to do this? What would we need? Like, that was my job in a sense, like making sure that we had, you know, uh, a list of supplies, what, you know, what route we were going to take roughly before planning it all out, uh, you know, an RV, a support vehicle, uh, roughly how long it would take, how many miles you would have to run a day. Is this possible? And then we hired a coach. <laughs> okay.
1: Thanks. Okay. That
2: was the best decision. But he was running for a while at that point. Yes. Um, like a little over like a year.
1: Yeah, he would be talking about like a year.
0: So running across the US is wildly ambitious. So you wanted you had your eye on this big, ambitious project. Why did you pick running across the u s rather than maybe the entire Appalachian Trail or the Pacific Crest Trail, or why did you choose what you chose?
1: simple, uh, it seemed, uh, sounded like so epic, yeah, and I'm not thinking like a runner <laughs> I'm still thinking like uh, like a hobby runner like, or like a person on that was like Everybody going to say, like, oh, you're on across the United States. That's so awesome. You yeah. you can measure is how big. <laughs> um, that's that's the I think the the main reason and um, um what was the question? Sorry. Um,
0: like why did you choose like, this rather than like a big trail run? Oh, yeah,
1: the, no, yeah, sorry, Another reason because I'm I'm not really excited about trail running. Really? Okay, and I have zero experience about trail running. Uh, I love uh, concrete and it's really? maybe weird, but my favorite surface the, the concrete and uh, I'm used to it running on concrete or track I train to this transcontinent around on the track mostly
0: yeah I saw pictures of so you running a- around a track which kind of blew my mind so most of your yeah. training was just running in circles around a track
1: uh, yes like speed workouts and and fart legs exercises uh, almost every day like 13 miles but in mid, between that 13 miles i have like speed workouts so my trainer was really my coach was really tough with me but i still questioned to him like shamely not trust him like oh this is too short i need to run more and more because people think you need to run a lot and and i realized that absolutely not that was thanks but i'm not done that really know what to do and and give me exercises but build my body really strong and build my muscles mm-hmm. so um, he was really prepared me yeah, yeah. prepared me mm-hmm. perfectly for the, the, think, the for the run yeah
2: yeah it was like six months or a little bit more than six months before we were looking for like somebody to take him to the next level and we asked Just in case, <laughs> yeah because you were running a lot and then our idea I guess like our process of thought, he was like, Well, then I should be trying to run 40 or 30 miles a day for like a month to try and yes. like see what it would feel like because that's how many miles I'm going to be uh you know running on the road. Yeah. And then the trainer we got in contact with, and he's like a he's a really amazing ultra-marathon like coach. Like that's what he and specializes in. And he trains some really yeah really like people. some morning
1: people and lots of different people and um
2: but he told us the complete opposite like no you don't need to be running more than what like 80 miles a week or something like that you need to train smart and not necessarily longer because mm. you're just going to wear out your muscles i guess before you know you actually need to use them
0: yeah yeah
2: which is counterintuitive
0: Yeah. No, that's interesting because yeah, most people would think if you're training for a big event where you're going to be running 40 miles a day, you got to be out there banging out 40 miles a day, but um, contrary. Yeah. You got to have to, you work up to that and sort of save your body. So were you doing like a lot of strength training and stretching and all that stuff too?
1: Uh, Stretching. uh, I'm sometimes lazy and (laughs) I was not stretching a lot of a lot, but yeah. um, I have, two i have three recovery run in a week three track workout and one long run only in some days really and uh, the long uh, day sundays is like a four hour run okay we're not uh, counting in miles we're counting in non, uh, hours and yep. time okay and um, uh, uh the three recovery run what is 45 minutes one hour run mm and uh have three workouts but like usually like a half marathon together like in, in the end and half marathon and like five miles in the middle like speed workouts and, and like four legs or heels reps or running four legs in um grass, grass. yeah
0: yep okay
1: the stretching stretching i i'm just absolutely not stretching yeah I'm still not stretching. <laughs> and in the USA, run, I was stretched zero. Really?
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> zero stretching.
2: And <laughs> like weights? like
1: uh, I'm I doing uh, yeah, weights workouts, and, and I feel that it works for me, makes my body stronger. Uh, before I was stretched, when I was beginner, and, and I have a lot of pain in my legs, and one time I stopped at stretching and the pain going to be, but maybe because I stretch wrongly. And I overstretched myself like 20 minutes before and after mm-hmm. the, the run. I think maybe I pushed the stretch and that was the problem. And I created some kind of bad experience for myself uh, about this stretching. But
2: okay. so you do like the warm-up. Oh, I do
1: a little warm-up, like sure. hips opening.
2: Yep,
0: yep, okay. Um, so... Abby, what what did this look like for you in the early days when you guys were planning this, you were in charge of all the logistics, it sounds like, which is probably, Uh, I don't know, Laz might argue, but it may be a tougher job than um, running 40 miles a day.
2: (laughs) I will tell you, I was on the road next to him across the entire United States. I don't think it was necessarily a tougher job. Um, It was really hard watching him run 40 miles a day, Uh, but the planning aspect of it, I think was overwhelming because there are so many different things that you need to try and prepare for, which, you know, I have not, you know, I've never crewed anything before in my life. So I literally have zero experience in trying to learn and prepare through others who have like gone through. Uh, either a USA run or trying to find research online of anybody who's had like a similar experience trying to crew for a long distance run like this Um, it was really overwhelming it was it was scary because my job is to keep him you know essentially safe and on the right route so excuse
1: me so we have a dog here and he's want to go oh that's okay
0: you brought your dog with you on the trip right yeah Yeah, oh cool what's your dog's name turbo turbo nice and, oh. <laughs> You so two and Turbo.
2: yeah he comes with us everywhere and like also trying to navigate with him was really difficult because like we were going to bring him on this three month tour so um the beginning stages for me were really overwhelming i was really trying to find as much research online as i could of like uh people who had done this before we had found some information on like another vegan runner who had done this uh a couple years back, oh, yeah. we were also listening to his podcast on uh, on ritual. His name was Robbie Ballinger. Oh, yeah. And uh, a lot of information was really useful that we found from him. Um, some of the route that he had planned out, we had actually used on our route. We started in a different location and like a little more than halfway through towards the end, we kind of veered off. But a lot of that map I, I used, uh, which was really helpful. And then like, you know trying to locate an RV Um, we did basically what we did to prepare was we did a a run across Florida like in October which was a couple of months before we were going to like uh, October November December January for like five six months before we started the USA run and that was our trial so I rented an RV we took the dog with us we went from our house in South Beach to Naples while he would run and that was like our our trial you know like I mapped it out uh you know I followed him I was able Mm -hmm. to stop on the side of the road every so so many miles I was able to cook in the RV you know like kind of figure out and get my bearings on what it would be like to to live you know but it was a a short maybe like a three four days yeah
1: um kind of
2: like a trial so that was the best experience like the best thing I could have done to like uh get an idea of what it would actually be like um, but everything else was just truthfully, like, researching online to death and, like, trying to make sure every angle was was covered. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's just so many different yeah, things. Yeah, but
1: you can't cover every angle. Because no. There's so many things happening there, yeah. but you never think. Like, so many surprises. Yeah,
2: yeah, the biggest thing for me was the route and making sure, like, all of the roads that we were going to take were open. Because there are some roads that we found out, like, along the way that I didn't expect the road was closed and we had to find some way either to detour around it or we went through the closed roads. And, uh, that was another, that's another experience, another story, but yeah, it was, uh, I was driving the RV, like it was an off-road vehicle in some, some places.
0: Um, had you ever driven an RV before?
2: Not before the Florida, the Florida was our first, like, our real real test no yeah. i had not driven an rv i got the smallest one that we could that okay. still had you know like a relatively comfortable bed it was like 20 22 feet okay um and not gonna lie at first i was a little bit nervous of course um yeah <laughs> <laughs> not fun to back up uh but you know you get used to it you like anything it. else so yeah. yeah after a week i was like I
1: could
0: clothes, I
2: yeah. yeah yeah
0: nice yeah good to go yeah. Yeah. um so florida was the practice trip and then you had a couple months um you also did this for um no kid hungry is that what it's called yes and was that were you teamed up with them since the beginning or did you bring them on later on after you'd already had this planned out
1: uh many we already planned out definitely uh-huh. i wanted to run for something bigger like myself so I, I've done a really big research and find something that's closer to my heart, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I find that's the best, that's best, uh, what I felt is uh, the No Kids Hungry charity. And um, we teamed team with team, them. Yeah, you know? we
2: teamed up with them. I think yeah. the fact that they were trying to like, well, first of all, you know, I think just no child should be without food. That was something that was important to him. But the fact that they were like a nationwide charity and they were feeding children all across the United States, I think kind of tied in with what we were trying to do Mm -hmm. and and fit nicely. And we had a platform that we could create with them where people could donate through a link, but like directly to them. So we didn't want to be like any type of middleman handling any funds. So it was really, you know, that was also a factor that was easier to set up. Mm -hmm. Um, And they were great to work with. Cool.
1: Yeah, that's cool. You um, explain that way much better. Well, because I set up the link. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, the logistics girl right here. She's done yes. it all. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so getting ready for this thing. You're all trained up. Uh, yeah. You've done. You've got the coach. You've done the all the the running work. The the um, cross training. Abby has got uh, the RV skills down. Um, what are you guys? When you guys leave home, like. What does the rv look like is it just packed with food and 50 pairs of shoes or how did that go
1: We does have a lot of stuff yeah a lot of shoes maybe <laughs> um not that much like eight of shoes
2: first um, we well, ran out of shoes ra- ra- in the yes. middle of nowhere really? which was yeah, yeah which was, was another story We the RV was packed, but like it just took a couple days, I think, to get used to and like organize Organize it, which was my job. Mm -hmm. Like his job was to run, and my job was to like literally be like Captain Mothership.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I was not even there in that organizing part, so I went to hear this the first time.
2: Yeah, so I brought like the basic necessities, you know, like uh, any type of like tapes or bandages or like uh, first aid and, and all that stuff. And whatever we needed, we kind of troubleshoot and like would pick up along the way. Mm-hmm. So like I would try if I could either before after the run started during the day to like go to Walmart to pick up supplies like, okay, we're missing KT tape. We need, uh, you know, hydrogen peroxide, whatever, whatever mm-hmm. we needed, I would figure it out and we would kind of pick it up along the way. I wouldn't say it was crazy packed, but yeah, we, we brought, I think about eight or nine pairs of shoes in the beginning. We ran out of shoes in the middle of. Think oh, it was like right. yeah and uh we had to we contacted asics and they were really cool i spoke with their pr woman and i arranged for her to drop ship us a package of shoes ah, nice in the middle of a post office uh in the middle of nowhere yeah. that we just kind of like picked up yep. we have shoes we that kept was, going you know nice <laughs> that's
0: <yeah. laughs> that was nice that's of cool. them that's cool um, so like, I'm, I'm just trying to picture this. So Laz, like day one, two, and three, like what's going through your head? You're running probably an average of 40 miles a day, like right from the beginning uh, in your head. Are you thinking this is impossible? Like, why did I choose this project?
1: I was definitely really naive. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I not realized that how big is this country, like <laughs> on food. So in the first couple of days was, I'm still excited. And I was all my friends watching me find, and I was happy because finally the day started but I work at really hard. So I was really, really excited. Um, after the first week started like mentally, I, I realized that okay, where I am and, And the middle of the desert. Um, I never have a question. I I always know I'm going to finish it. Okay. Um, I just try thinking what was the hard, like, I think Oklahoma was the time when I was started, like, more like, dig deeper in my mind. Mm -hmm. Before I was having fun taking videos, and I'm still thinking, like, and we have a lot of friends. In the beginning the first couple of weeks and like cheering us okay. and after that cheering is go down everybody go back their life but wow. we're still there yeah, <laughs> and, right. and like oh i'm two one two more months and i'm still there <laughs> so we need to do this and um i really just focusing the always the next day and the next day never thinking too much further um, uh, i finish the day eat go sleep i don't even want to talk about running tomorrow all day i need to do try turn off my brain watching some kind of movie yeah. and we have a tv so that was a huge thing yeah Like take my mind somewhere else mm-hmm. um it was have a lot of low and, and and ups and downs yes
0: sure yeah so abby was your job pretty much to drive the rv like right behind him so that traffic couldn't couldn't hit him or what did that look like it depends on further ahead
2: yeah it depends on where we were but generally i would try to stay within within a mile so like i would let him go ahead of me a little bit uh as soon as he kind of got out of sight i would move forward uh and go ahead of him and kind of wait for him to come up behind me um the problem was there were a lot of places as you go on that the highways or the streets didn't have shoulders, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Right. So it was really difficult sometimes trying to like navigate and find a, like a safe place to pull to the side that wasn't too far ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I would try and stay within like a reasonable distance just in case. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was always able to track him, you know, like I had the app on my phone where I could okay. see where he was. So that was a little bit of peace of mind, um, but it would depend on where we were. It it really would. Sometimes I'd have to go a little bit further up and I couldn't be anywhere near him. There were places where he would have to go uh, on the route that a car could not go. Mm. You know, so there were places that I had to leave him. In some cases, it was maybe a mile. In some cases, it was like 10 miles, 12 miles where he would be by himself. He'd take his water pack. Mm. He'd go on his adventure. And I would pull my hair out waiting on the other side, (laughs) hoping that he's okay and didn't like, you know, like run into a fence or like a huge brick wall that we didn't (laughs) anticipate because we can't see it on, you know, Google maps, you
0: know? (laughs) So. Did you guys ever lose each other? No. No.
1: No, no, no. Good. Good. It's happened before, but here in Miami. Yeah,
2: Uh, I think it happened more in training than it did in real life. No, we really lose each other. Good. Good. I don't think so.
0: And so while you were sort of tracking him and following along with the RV, were you organizing the van and like preparing food or was that all at a different time?
2: I was very often on the side of the road, making a sandwich or like chocolate chip pancakes or something ridiculous. Um, Yeah. So while he was running, I would literally do everything else. I would make sure that the food would be ready for him when he came in for his breaks. I would make sure that the dog was walked. I would have to pull over to the side in some location so I could like take the pictures or the videos for that day. So we could use it to post later. Um, I was coordinating with, you know, like either like the PR lady from ASICS to try and get shoes together. Or I was also like uh, we had to go through like a military base. So I had to coordinate with them, on the base to make sure we had clearance because we had to be escorted through so like things like that i would have to do in the meantime also like yeah anything and everything
1: everything. he was runner i
2: would do everything else making sure the route for the next day was like relatively safe like try to go through it as best as i could on on the computer on google maps and like you know drive through it make sure you know like wherever there was a stop, I could anticipate, you know, that I would be able to pull over. And if I wasn't, I would try to let him know beforehand, Hey, you know, I might not be able to tell you to turn here. This is what you need to do mm. and prepare as we went along. Like we went day by day, but I tried to make sure that the next day was, you know, as smooth as possible.
0: Yeah, for sure.
2: But yeah.
1: Were you carrying a GPS or anything, Laz? Uh, no. Okay. But it was by one, and I was never used it because actually I don't know why, but because maybe it's too heavy and it's bothered me. Sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: And and, and I was never feel I really need it. We never have a too dangerous situation. Um, well, no, no, I, I was not carrying the GPS. Okay. We was we was maybe have yeah have couple of time when I need it on alone like ten miles, but some reason we not used it. The, Not sure the GPS why.
2: was like a brick. And I remember like Which I set so it up heavy, and like... everything, but like mm-hmm. I could follow him because he would use his phone and Strava. Mm-hmm. And I could track him through the you Strava beacon. Yeah. But okay. the the uh GPS that we had, we wanted to do for like live tracking. And I had it in the, the RV for uh probably like the first month, but he didn't want to carry it with him because it was it was heavy and to fit on his belt. I think would just like be yeah. bouncing around and
1: it's bothering in forty yeah. miles long.
2: Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, irritating.
0: Yeah,
2: that's why I didn't carry
0: you for sure. And it didn't look like you were wearing a pack most of the time, to- like a hydration vest most of the time. No, and uh, so was so Abby glad. like feet, just like giving you water bottles throughout the whole day.
1: Uh, yes, that's happened. Like she was like a like, lot of time, uh, she's go like five miles front of me, but I always like wave to her like okay not. Like wait, wait for me. I going to need drink. We have like learned signals already. Yeah. yeah. So she's far away somewhere, like in the in the in the mirror, like just showing these kind of things. Sure. Or like we stop, or or you can go because sometimes I send her away too because I just can't see the car because it's making me it made me weak. I wanted to stop, wanted to go in the car and oh. and me to her and like fall asleep so after
2: about 30 miles it was
1: never good like sometimes it was too close too far
0: (laughs) (laughs) so that was sort of a strategy you used like go up ahead so that i can't see the car because otherwise i'm gonna crawl in and go to bed
1: yes first time is make you mad but it's happened like okay seven miles front of me but after i'm so thankful when i when i I meet with her again because i know okay okay, seven miles is over now another seven it it has happened a lot when i not see her And, and and, like, I can just focus to the, the run and not, like, dreaming being in the car and right. eating and sitting there. <laughs> it, you need focus for the run because 40 and 44 miles is a lot, and it takes a lot of time. We're chasing the, the sunset. So, yeah, I was, don't have time dreaming. And <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, did you guys find, like, kindness in America? Um, oh, yeah. so like when you guys went places and met people, were people generally kind to you or did you have some bad run-ins along the way or just what was the whole experience like?
1: Oh, mm, it is absolutely positive. People was really, really nice offering uh, food, drinks, asking what we are doing. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, waving from the Yeah, cars waving, always waving
1: thing. and nice. uh, screaming out. And it's, and it's it's really motivating. It's a happy, positive thing. Yeah. But it's it's amazing to feel it. And uh, yeah, we don't have any negative thing. I try to think. Maximum the the dogs, well, a lot of wild dogs, but that's dogs, yeah, humans.
2: I was surprised. Honestly, I was anticipating like maybe like going into, you know, you're crossing so many different environments all across the United States. I was anticipating, you know, like there's going to be maybe like a a neighborhood that might not be so friendly or, you know, I don't know, people that, you know, you're running out in the middle of nowhere. They have a farmland. They are not used to seeing people running across their property. Maybe they're looking at us like, what are you guys doing here? You know what I mean? Uh, But no, everybody was beyond kind. Um, I had a man bring me, uh, his homemade tortillas that his mother made me while he was out running. Wow. And luckily I actually the tortillas cause I made a lot of falafel serves. So it was perfect. <laughs> um, but yeah, like they would give us food. I would always have somebody checking on me, like to make sure that we weren't broken down, like yeah. every single day, somebody yeah. would like stop their car and just make sure like, Hey, are you Okay. You know, you're out in the middle of nowhere. People don't usually stop here. We just want to make sure you're all right Uh, every day. uh, Police, but also just like people that lived in the neighborhood. I remember I was in Missouri, pulled over waiting for him. And somebody just stopped their car and said like, hey, you're from California. Like, uh, yeah, we came from California. We're (laughs) running to New York. He's like, oh, welcome to Missouri. And I was just like, thank you. Yeah, I've never had somebody like stop to pull over to just like welcome me to their state it was the nicest thing um, I was not almost truthfully not used to uh, that kind of like neighborly friendliness and kindness it's, it's different when you come from like I guess like a little bit of a bigger city you know people are you know on to on their way to work or you know wherever they're trying to get going people don't really take the time to stop and be like hey hi how are you are you okay mm-hmm. um, so it was really
1: really nice yeah it was nice but definitely they're not used to his runners yeah <laughs> i don't saw too many runners and every no, the towns not really have sidewalks mm-hmm. so nobody walking and like and then there is a runner they can't even imagining i'm doing some kind of sport usually the people sadly who is out there like homeless people or some kind of addict people people just go to the fast food restaurant to the another fast food restaurant so <laughs>
2: Um, Nobody, yeah, they don't like, really
1: understand what I'm doing. Yeah. But everybody stopped, like, was with her eyes. Yeah. Okay. We
2: never encountered any bad, like, any bad people, but we certainly got a lot of, like, strange looks in certain places, like running on the side of a highway, you know, in the yeah. middle of nowhere. It's like, you know, what's this guy doing out here? Right.
0: right. Yeah. Well, that's incredible that you didn't have any bad run ins. I mean, do you guys come away from this with, like, a different view of America?
1: Oh, definitely. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, if
0: if you watch the news, you know, it's all doom and gloom and there's crime all all over the place. pumping fear into us. But then, you know, you guys go out and you actually live it. You know, you're going across the country by yourselves and uh, you come away saying we didn't have one single bad run in. Everybody was cool. People were helping us out. I mean, that's, that's incredible.
1: Uh, yes, definitely social media and the TV is like a completely different band that... Um, they show you the worst. Yeah, yeah, because that's their goal. Like, yeah. control you with your fear and things. That's what's... Uh, yeah, in real life, it definitely was different. Everybody was really kind. And um, but yeah, don't be in social media and go out, out more and more and experience the real life. Yeah,
2: experience yeah. it firsthand because I was... I truly have a different, you know, outlook on, you know, this country that I mean, I grew up in, you know, the United States, like I grew up in South Florida, Um, but it was different going to like, small towns that I, you know, didn't really know existed, like I had a different experience than him, like I was in, you know, in the vehicle most of the time he was out there, but like, I would, you know, talk to a lot of people and, and, you know, they would always stop and, and ask what we were doing but I have a totally different like outlook on the United States, like people from these small towns where everybody kind of knows each other. And like, they obviously know that you're not from there, but like, they are just unbelievably friendly, like Mm. so pleasantly surprised that like people's kindness and like, you know, just inviting me to us to dinner at their house after the day's run. It's just like, I don't, I Don't see that where I'm from here, it's, yeah. it's just not not a customary right thing, and so for me, it was really eye opening because wow. I that was just a nice thing to know yeah. is out there,
0: yeah, absolutely. Were you able to take people up on that offer? Did you join people for dinner? Um, I, I think that Laz, I think you're vegan, so you have to be careful what you
1: eat, right? Yes, and I never want that situation when I need to have people I'm vegan, I like, feel like somebody who offered me something so nice and i need to tell like oh i'm sorry i can't eat your food because i'm right. vegan luckily i don't have that situation because i feel so rude to say maybe i even start eating the meat. <laughs> i don't know but i was scared from that
2: <laughs> i felt bad yeah. to decline but i felt like also like we were out there sometimes until eight nine o'clock and like when he was done with the day
1: he was yeah. just
2: like dead exhausted, exhausted you know what I mean yeah yeah so I
1: mean yeah I just wanted to eat and, and just left alone a little yeah. bit yeah.
2: I almost felt bad to decline it was really really kind but like I just feel like it we didn't really have the time to do that
1: sure yeah because it was too late i'm happy if i go sleep in in a time shower go sleep and after again next day i -hmm. do feel
2: like there are other people though who like maybe take their like we he wanted to do his run in a certain amount of time and in order to do that you have to run a certain amount of miles per day there are some people who stretch it out over like longer months and they're able to like you know kind of sightsee enjoy a little Mm -hmm. bit more the road or the people that they meet um you know and they're not as like fixated on a schedule Mm -hmm. and I think like my job also was to make sure that he you know did the amount of miles that he needed Mm -hmm. to do every day and like I would calculate the average like as we went along to see how many miles we had left for him to finish it in the amount of days that he wanted to yeah
1: it's definitely not a vocation for me I I, I love running and that's for the the, for the love of the sport, I wanted yeah. more like a sport event plus or together adventure. Yeah, it might be. I see. Yeah.
0: So you completed this thing in seventy-eight days. So I'm guessing yeah. you must have had some sort of goal in your head, like eighty days or less.
1: Um, uh, seventy-five. Seventy-five.
0: Okay. To. Yeah,
1: yeah, that that's the goal.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, what made you pick that number? Was that based on other people who had done this in the past?
1: Yes. Yes. Uh. Half uh, couple of water runner who done that, Robbie Berenger done, I think, 75 days too. So I wanted like around that number, okay? But I'm I'm still really happy with this. Oh, uh, yeah, seven, eight uh, days So it was not like a concrete number, I need to like finish and that, but around I like that to finish just kind of a 75, loop. yes, yeah.
0: Well, it's just an incredible effort, man. I mean, it's, it's hard to even wrap my head around running 40 miles day after day like that. So Abby, if somebody pulls you over or you're in the RV, somebody pulls up and they say, Hey, what are you guys doing? What, like, what's your standard answer?
2: Well, it's a little bit crazy to explain to somebody, but yes, (laughs) I'm waiting for my fiance. He's running. We came from California. He's running to New York city. I would have flyers in like the side pocket of the door. And I would usually give them to whoever would ask. Uh, We're doing it for a nonprofit charity. We're trying to raise money to feed uh, underprivileged children. Um, Some people would get it and some people like didn't understand. So I would have to kind of like explain it a little bit more in detail, but yeah, that would be the standard response. Like my fiance is running across the country. You can see the license plate was from California. So like we came from Santa Monica, we're running to New York city and they'd be like, What? are you crazy <laughs> no. i'm not ready
0: <laughs> totally crazy but crazy in a good way there's nothing yeah. wrong with that i <laughs> it love it was, it yeah. was
2: an
0: adventure um laz any close calls with like cars getting too close to you or almost hitting uh, you uh,
1: yeah that's that's 24 hours that's yeah. uh, used to it the, uh the first time was very really scary. um uh, yeah, like in the beginning, I say, you can be, you prepare your body, you can do that, but all that you're not, you can't use to it, after you have this comfortable city runs, you're not used to it, like running trucks, discos in the pouring rain in 40 yeah. miles long, that can be scary, but after you used to it, and, and I think it, I was took it really seriously, because I know, it. I don't want another people have accident or I have some kind of serious injury or accident, so you need focus. That's the most important. Take it seriously. Look up, not down, and, mm-hmm. and and put a lot of light on you yep. and, and always focus. And, and that's what I, I needed to do. But yes, definitely it was really scary. For sure. Uh, For sure. And, uh, especially when there's no shoulders and a lot of time held that, And that time just need push through that area, that 10 miles maybe where it's don't have a shoulder. Survive it and, and make it the most uh, safest yeah. I like, can um,
0: yeah. Yeah, I saw you oh, the were, course
1: also, Yeah, sorry.
0: No, I saw you were wearing like a safety vest most of the time so that people could see you from far yeah. away, reflect reflections on it and whatnot. So
1: I think it was important and um, I think the most scariest part really the the cars because they have like wild animals and dogs, but the course was the, the craziest one. Did you
0: have a lot of run ins with dogs?
1: Uh, yes definitely the first to state a lot of everybody own like 11 dog but nobody has fences yeah. and and the dogs they're like uh, not like pets like in, in here are pets like they're really secure, security dogs yeah uh who, um, and and yeah they're running on you and try to bite you some dog is bite at me i buy um like, really, horn, horn. It's absolutely <laughs> not working so it's useless. totally useless <laughs> carrying especially i'm not used to it that and but after like when you're doing this this like a, a, a month long then then you're like a little bit tough up and start controlling the animals like you're turning into like a wider person you're used to these things and you can control them and scream them away the first two weeks i was like like more shy, afraid to get I, bit. Af- afraid, yeah. yeah really, yeah. Afraid it because I'm not used 11 dogs running on me.
2: <laughs> there were a lot of dogs, I didn't really like plan for that. Because, yeah, you can't,
1: yeah,
2: yeah. He would get so mad at me sometimes if I would go more than a mile away because there'd be like a dog, you know, like I would try to like see ahead of the route, like, okay, I see dogs here, there's no fence, let me try and stay close by because, like. Every time he would pass, like a house, or uh, common, even yeah. on the highway, there was like a lot of farmland, and they would have dogs that were like mm-hmm. herding uh, the cows. Mm-hmm. And you know, again, they're not used to people, but when they see somebody coming out, like they go to him. Yeah. Like I, I've seen it like at least a dozen times. Mm-hmm. The dogs would just come straight to him, and they were not like friendly, cute. You want to pet <laughs> them, you know, your neighborhood. You know,
1: Chihuahua, they were uh, they were real dogs. <laughs> wow. It was great in the first time. A lot of street dogs. And I have some poor towns where definitely they're not used to it, the runners. Uh, so when you're running, they, I always feel it like they think I'm attacking them behind them. So you need to pay attention.
2: Guardian
1: house. In, yeah, but there's the humans now. Yeah, you have like a lot of poor uh, towns.
0: Um mm-hmm.
1: uh, yes it was interesting it was an amazing experience seeing a country like that beautiful places poor places uh, ghost towns yeah um it's, it's it's really really a lifelong like gift what i get from this trip.
0: oh big time big time um so i want to ask you guys like both of you do you ha- do you have days that you remember as like your best day and then your lowest day
2: That would be more for you. You can
1: start. I have a lot of beds. <laughs> I, more yeah,
2: <laughs> I mean I wouldn't say that there's like one day that stands out as being like the best day. I mean for me the best day was like watching him in central park cross the finish line. Yeah. Uh oh. not because, because of like the relief of like finally you you're able to kind of like relax and get out of like work mode mm-hmm. um but also just because like it was you know just a beautiful experience uh, everybody was around it was uh in the strawberry fields they're playing like the beatles like there was oh, wow. a guy in the guitar that was just sitting at the park as he normally does. And it was just really, really nice experience. But like, there were so many days that stood out to me, like, like I said, like encountering, you know, different types of people. And like, I would have such good experiences. I remember we were staying at like this RV park, and I was talking to the woman that was owning the RV park, and there were deer that would come. And, uh, and uh, she would feed the deer apples. Mm. So before we left on the way out, when we checked out, I left an apple on her doorstep. And I went to the local coffee shop, which she recommended me to go get a coffee. She called the coffee shop to have them tell me, "Thank you for leaving me the apples for the deer." <laughs> and like just serendipitous moments like yeah. that would yeah. really, like, to me, that was my happy moments. Down moments, watching him at maybe like 9 o'clock at night after forty miles, do like another two, three, four miles. And like, I can see he's tired. Yeah. Like for me, that's a little bit painful. Mm-hmm. I would not recommend going like maybe uh, as a partner, you know, yeah. like going through this type of thing is really trying on your relationship. And like, I was painful sometimes for me to like kick him out the door to make him run more mm-hmm. but I had yeah. to do that's it. That's your job. And, yeah. But yeah. It's, it's hard to draw like a line, you know, and like cut out your emotion and just mm-hmm. like, I, I see it. It's hard, you know, it's draining. Um, so those were difficult days but not like one
0: that was like the worst okay okay how about you Laz
1: yeah I definitely don't have a one like a worst I think every day the morning was the the hard one really waking up and go out again again that was really hard every day I wake up "Mm, this is the day when I need to go hotel and just give myself a a nice (laughs) uh, rest day a day off every day I started like this well, uh, 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 yeah, today's the day. Yeah, today's the day. I, I <laughs> it. And, and, and the rain, the rain was hard for me. Like when, when you run like 13 miles, the first 13 miles, and pouring rain out there, and it, it's not even worth it to change your coatings because when you open the door, step out right away, like, you're going to be wet again. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and, uh, and, and you're tired and go out the rain, running another 30 miles. That was hard. Mentally, it was really hard. Not Not for my body. The body is really a miracle and you're used to it after a um, couple of weeks. Yeah. Or yeah, one week I was used to it.
0: Really? So after a week, you did you just feel like you were getting stronger?
1: Uh the first week was my my legs are like protesting against me, my <laughs> ankle. Yep. And it's going bigger and bigger. And and uh, that was a little bit panicking, like, wow, this is the first week, what's going to happen? Right, right. Yeah and after my body understands, uh, okay i'm not going to stop we need pull through this and push through um and and yeah the body understands it but the mind dictates. and uh, and after a week the muscle problem is gonna be and i just uh, pick up some kind of good rhythm and i have a lot of self talk with myself and i feel some kind of tingling muscle problems mm-hmm. so um, uh, yeah, absolutely. I was, um yeah, the muscle is, yeah.
2: As an outsider, I feel like for me, it was the most shocking thing to realize that like, yeah, after a few weeks his body adapted, but yeah. mentally, I think
1: so mentally, it was, it really was hard.
2: so mm-hmm. difficult that I didn't like, I thought like you're, if you're going to have an issue running across the country, it's going to be your legs. It's going to be like issues physically. It's going to be trying yes. on your body, but his body held up fine. I think he trained well for it. We had a wonderful coach yes. mentally going out every day. Like, I think watching him like, like in some days kind of unravel in the mornings, realizing he has to start another 44 miles.
1: Yeah. And all these new challenges, always different weather. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is you differently. So, yeah, it was uh, me- mentally was pretty
2: hard. Right? And not really a break. Mm-hmm not really like a day off. Yeah, did you
1: ever. guys
0: take any days off?
1: Uh we have one day, and I only run 4 miles. I would so a day, it a day off. off. That's a day <laughs> off. Yeah, definitely a day off.
2: He was feeling bad like he had like a like a semi well, it was a, it was an injury, he sprained his ankle uh legitimately and he yeah. couldn't really walk on it, but he did like 4 miles very slowly and after that he's like, "Okay, let me call it and you know, try and rest, and he did. And the next day it was worse. He just yeah. felt like he he actually ran through a sprained ankle. Really? I think, then-
1: yeah, I don't have another choice. I don't have a time for a healing.
2: Yeah. yeah. So
1: yeah, but it was really scary. I was thinking maybe okay, give a day because I look in the bigger picture. The goal is finish this adventure. But next day, I was almost can't even step on my foot. So, okay, it's no other way. I need to start working on it and, and start jogging and, and start the machine again, oil back the body. And uh, yeah, that's worked. Yeah. Slowly, uh, I'm a run on it. And, and next day, I run 40 miles on the feet, but I was in the morning can't even step on it. So,
2: I wrapped him up and put some compression socks and. Yeah,
1: and it's it's all on the mind because I was going to choose like, okay, I rest another day. And uh, I
2: honestly feel like it healed faster when he was, and I know this again, probably horrible advice I wouldn't give to anybody to run on an injury, but I truly feel like it actually almost would have healed faster that he's being active on it Mm -hmm. and not necessarily like resting it for a week, which we just didn't have an option to do or two. Wow. So yeah, it healed through work.
0: Incredible. Were you taping up his feet every single day?
2: Oh yes. yes. Oh yes.
1: Oh, yes.
2: <laughs> I mean, it's not. It was not the prettiest. Yeah, I would tape his feet. Uh, we would like, you know, KT KT tape wherever it. Would, if it was his ankle, if it was his shin, um, I would be popping blisters, mm-hmm. um, making sure that like his yeah, feet were in order. Exactly, yeah. Epsom salt at night, if we could, if we had time in like a warm water I'd have like a you know like kind of like a, a bucket to put his feet into um he did have these uh com- like air compression boots oh yeah that we used for like oh, almost every lot. day the first half of the trip uh, towards the end he was just so exhausted he just went to bed but like anything that you know like anything he needed that I, I was there I would put on his socks in the morning because he was so um
1: yeah I was thought being rusty in the morning and I was can't even like ben, reach my yeah and, oh yeah 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 it's the bad situation yeah
2: it's not easy to put on compression socks <laughs> oh, for another person oh hell no <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you know, yeah right a <laughs>
0: <laughs> how much sleep were you guys getting on an average were you guys getting a, a full night's sleep or were you cutting it short every day to try and make this in 75 or 80 days
2: the beginning was easier um, and then towards the end, I feel like it was we were later and later. um, We would stop yeah, at what, yeah. like eight, and then wake up at six or seven. Yeah,
1: six or seven, but after I go out around like ten, because
2: he has a slow start. To I the morning. have.
1: I'm still these days. Like I, I can. I'm really bad waking up early. I like to wake up, move around, a mm-hmm. little bit workout, have a breakfast, go back to the bed, and after around. <laughs> uh, yeah that was that was I, I done that I can't wake up and and push my body out there, and I believe that i I think my body deserves a lazy moment when I just really enjoy myself and like real little acknowledging the resting um uh, moment
2: yeah.
1: and um
2: we would sleep, though, like eight hours. Yeah, yeah, eight hours. Okay. It's
1: really important. And that, that's the most important for your body, the recovery, the best recovery, the sleeping, my opinion, and the, and the full the eating. Um, and yeah, luckily I'm sleeping really good. Mm-hmm. I was, don't have any problem. Um, yeah, sometimes, yeah, yeah.
2: I think the first, month was, good. <laughs> yeah, the first month was really smooth. And then, like, after, I, I think after, like, the first month and a half, it was like we were getting a little bit later some days or we were starting too late. And so we would end up like stopping at 8 30, uh, maybe nine o'clock, and then um, you know, it would like kind of change his sleep schedule. And and there were some times where it was hard for you to just get to sleep or or sleep. Yeah,
1: some nights nice happen.
2: Yeah. Um, I think it's normal though, but overall I would say it was pretty smooth.
1: Good. Yeah, I think I was lucky okay with the sleep. We were right? lucky, yeah. Good,
0: good. It's just such an incredible story. I mean, running across the country—that seems like the ultimate, right? Like it's bigger than any ultra marathon. It's like the oh, big- So it's an ultra
2: every like, day.
0: Yeah, it's an ultra every day, and so like—is this the 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 start of something for you, or is this the finish for you? Like, now that I've done this, okay, I can finally rest, or are you just on to the oh, next big thing? I think
1: I just opened some really a scary door really <laughs> <laughs> yeah. because I, I don't think so you can just stop stop yeah. this and uh, maybe it's not even needed to stop I I, I explore, explore something brand new thing brand new feelings and uh, challenge myself like never before turn it into muscles and chemicals on me but yeah it's, it's brand new and, and I really like to continue this uh, ultra races I'm not sure actually I still don't feel I'm like an ultra runner because for me some reason ultra running is like 100 miles races and I never run 100 miles sure. together I'm planning to yeah. but it's definitely going to be really hard for me because it's a brand new thing yeah Um. yeah I, I, I'm looking for what new challenges mm-hmm. and something I need to find something but Excite me and when it's excites me i'm going to like again maybe go like uh, okay this is the target yeah. and now i need to reach the target and go full power towards it but first time i need to find something that really excites me not just maybe a race the races and everything are really really good but it's maybe not for me yeah
0: yeah um Living in the RV like this, like you guys are just encapsulated in this little world. Like you're on a mission every single day. What was it like coming back to the real world? Was it a big adjustment?
2: It was
1: ridiculous. Tell me. I mean. I just, when you go to the hotels the first night, you were questioning myself, why they have this. Unnecessary empty places and corners. <laughs> there right. is nothing there, not even a furniture. Why do we need this much place? It's so much room. So it was it was yeah, weird. And 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 in the beginning was it was filled always so small. And after a week later, it was perfect. Like everything okay. is you don't even need more. Yeah, you can humans can use to it, everything. And, yeah. and I mean, again, yeah. I
2: feel like he's had a totally different experience yeah. with the whole thing, like being out you know, on the road versus Mm -hmm. me in the RV. But like, for me coming back into like, us like, like driving into New York City, or like, you know, just walking around while I was waiting for him. I was in almost overwhelmed, Mm -hmm. like, because it was three months that we were in either a very, very small town with very few people, or farmland, desert, like, literally nothing. Mm -hmm. And then when you go through a big city, it's just like, a little bit almost overwhelming. Like you're just not used to it as you would be. Like, I I thought, you know, I'd be so excited to get back and like finally like a hotel and a a normal shower and, you know, like a normal room, a normal city with normal restaurants. And like, you know, a a lot of places, the only real thing, you know, only store that they would have would be like a Walmart. You know, Mm -hmm. there there weren't many options or, or much of anything. It was hard to find food for us uh, in a lot of places. So like, I was thinking that I'd be excited, but it was almost the opposite. It was like totally surreal. Like, uh, just almost like sensory, uh, overload. Overload. Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
0: I spent a couple of months in my truck climbing a bunch of the 14ers in Colorado at one point. And, uh, so I was doing the same thing, just like living in my truck. I'd be out hiking all day, come back, crash in the truck. And then just after, you know, for me, it was only a couple months. You guys were out there even longer, but I would drive into these big cities and I'm just like, this is so weird. Like everybody's going to work and everybody's in a hurry and they're angry. And it's just so just watching people go to a coffee shop in the morning and they're doing their, everybody's in a rush. And it's just like a totally different mindset. And I'm just Like like another planet, another planet. So I figured it was probably hard to come back to the real world, but I just wanted to hear you guys'
1: experience.
2: It took me a while. To, I like, think acclimate. I'm still not
1: back. I'm really? still going like, to go back there. <laughs> really? I realized how, like, I, I was experienced as something maybe what I missed before, because I was a musician, more like a city person. And I realized that, like, oh, I need much more nature and this kind of adventure mm. in my life. And I believe not just me, everyone, that balance
0: yeah.
1: what I was missed. Like, I need go back much more in the nature and challenge myself and my body and my mind how important this for every human
2: yeah it's really weird almost like when you're in like a zone and like for three months every day you have a mission you have a purpose like your day starts and you know you know exactly what you need to do you know exactly where you need to go you know you know like you have a a mission Mm -hmm. and then when that ends it's like a a very distinct line you know like from you know we have a, a purpose to do this to accomplish this goal and then it's over and then you know, trying to acclimate to normal life and figure out what's next, I think is a really weird transition. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Then it becomes like, okay, who am I and how do I fit into this whole world? Like what, what's my
2: mission today? You know,
0: what do I do do tomorrow? Do I go to work or like, what do I do? Do I keep running?
2: (laughs) You don't know where to put yourself almost for a while. And I know he misses like the road and just like, you know, you get used Mm. to that, like
1: and, and not running that was the, after i stopped running like after one and a half year the first days when i'm not running every day mm-hmm. so before i was every day running. I'm like oh like this, yeah i feel guilt i'm not running and but at the same time you need a little bit rest so it's a, it's a little bit confusing but it's, it's like no a battle more.
2: with yourself yes like, you mm-hmm. know like you think you deserve a week of rest but then like you regret it because you should be running every day <laughs> yeah, yeah, and
1: your body not even used to it rest so yeah. like Weird.
0: <laughs> and I'm sure there is a simplicity to just getting up and running every day or getting up and, and being in the RV and completing the mission every day. You just kind of get used to that. And it's just hard, oh, yeah. hard to get back into the real world. So, yeah. Um, so you're not sure what's next, Laz. You've got some ideas uh, brewing in your head, but nothing, nothing concrete. Yet. Uh, definitely.
1: Um, I definitely like to go back to my country a little bit visiting my parents and there I have a lot of ultra races and we have an island there, oh. but I was thinking, do some kind of record.
2: Oh. Uh,
1: but I, it's too early to you
2: need to research. Yeah. A I need to research
1: a lot. Yeah. Uh, if we have an island when, when everybody running in Budapest, it's like a big running place, Margaret Island, the name. And I was thinking like, maybe it don't have yet or ultra from running um, Record. record in it like the, the 24 hours longest distance in that uh, island and maybe uh, I can start there something
0: okay
1: uh, with um with my hometown and it can be really special but at the same time a lot of time we're going to be here in the U.S. and I like to go some bigger water runs just for fun but I'm looking for something but I don't find yet I don't okay. find I'm looking the, the special one the one yeah. And it's maybe need more time because we just like one month ago home. Oh, yeah. yeah I think... So it's like, it's, it's not, not ready. Yet, but no, then no, no, looking no. things, I already like Google things, like what's out there.
2: I feel like um, it's hard to like, yeah. you did something so big and relatively quickly, I think for your experience yeah. level and running that to find something afterwards, like the next big thing. I mean, like, I guess you know, you'd have to run across Europe or something. I don't know oh, yeah. <laughs> what, I'm like, what's that. bigger That's than right. running across the United States? Like, no what's kidding. like the next goal that you have to like kind I mean, of top that? I was almost thinking, you know, climbing a mountain. <laughs>
1: I go. need to find what's special for me. I yeah, think.
2: It, it has to be something yeah. meaningful because, like, I think mentally he needs something to like yeah. you know really focus on that he's passionate about. Yeah,
1: falling in love in it and goal. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, when,
0: when that opportunity presents itself, it'll, it'll almost call your name. You know, as soon no. as you hear the thing, it's going to be like, oh yes, that, that makes sense right there. So, and, and I'm not trying to rush you into anything, please relax, man, <laughs> put your feet up, eat some ice cream, like take, take months and months. I'm I'm sure that like, do you feel like a, a deep, deep pain in your muscles and your legs, or did you recover well, pretty quickly?
1: I don't feel any pain and no I um, no no luckily nothing the only thing i I pick up some really slow rhythm and i now i'm every day finally running again and i try break out from that slow tempo okay and it's not that easy like some uh, uh, yeah my muscles used to it that slower longer distances and now um, i really need push it go faster and faster just to be a little bit more fit and Mm -hmm. yeah um because I like to be a little bit faster because my, maybe my next uh, competition is nothing to do with, with running.
0: Ah, okay. It won't um, have anything
1: to do with running? Is that what you said? Not, not, not with the running. Oh, okay, okay. Not long distance. So, so I'm not sure. Like some kind of different running. Yeah. Um, I really like some reason uh, track runnings. Really? My favorite okay. structure I can go there and run hours and hours. Really? Okay. It's not no, bothered. Yeah, we were on a marathon just for fun and going hours and hours. I I put audio books and it's really good for me to turn out the noise of the bird and just focus on running and breathing and nothing else. Yeah. Like a meditation, active meditation. Yeah,
0: it really is like a meditation in motion and I kind of use running as the same thing. So it's cool to hear other people say that. Abby, has this inspired you to do anything? Uh, I'm, I'm (laughs) I mean, I haven't really even asked, but I'm assuming you, you do some running, but, um, but not quite, you know, across the U S or anything like that.
2: (laughs) It it has inspired me to probably improve my, the level at, at where I'm at with running and try maybe start running, uh, at least like some amount every day. Um, I think like it's really for me, it's not really about running. I feel like this is like a a life adventure, you know, like this is an experience that we share that we can tell our children in the future. It's inspired, I feel like, me to focus on spending more time in life doing meaningful things, Mm. you know, and and having more meaningful experiences like this that we can share and grow uh, like together. and, And just like remember, because for me, like the entire, again, totally different experience being a support crew in the RV versus him being out there physically like experiencing his surroundings but the just the journey was like such an amazing adventure like really opened my eyes in so many different ways that I feel like that's my inspiration is like I want to do you know more more things like that more adventures more like meaningful experiences i don't know how to describe it in any other way yeah and,
1: and i think definitely everybody needs to do this and don't scare yeah. from the challenges because i always say and what I learned. everything looks uh, scary and hard from far away when you go closer you can find a way how to do it i'm a person who two years ago running and done this and and i'm I've definitely want to encourage people to try test themselves and go for their dreams because um uh, it's not that hard. How they uh, people showing the TV? It's not but easy. No, but it's not it's totally possible, but definitely it's possible, and definitely it's worth it. Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred
2: percent.
0: Well, that's a cool answer that you're coming away with. This not necessarily like I'm inspired to do some crazy run, but you're inspired to go out and just like live authentic life every day, whether it's adventure or c- communicating and connecting with people. Um, it 's cool that that 's what you come away from this whole thing with, so kudos to you guys um, so after After all the ultra marathons that i 've run sometimes there 's a little bit of a low point in my uh, my uh psychology like I'll, I'll, after the race you you're, you celebrate you 're feeling good about yourself, and then maybe a couple days afterwards you start to get a little bit low and there 's a little bit of depression that creeps in because it 's like the big thing I was training for is all over now. Um, have you experienced any of that?
1: Yeah, definitely. That's really? Happened. Okay. Yes, that happened, and I, and I see, yeah, a lot of sport person, yeah, a lot of runners have that, and uh, yes, I experienced that, and it was scary in the first moment because I was known I was no what's happening, but I don't know how to pull myself. Yeah, I was from that uh, vibe, and uh, then my goal the most uh, soon as find my balance and um, my new rhythm build up my new life and I started workout again I started running and it's helped obviously a lot but yes I was experienced that Mm -hmm. because I I caught the running like cold uh, turkey and um, I was don't know what to do with that nine hours but yesterday (laughs) still okay now what's going on and and, then I was always dream okay after I already eat pizza and just laying in the bed but it's not working it was a couple of days and after like yeah i was don't find myself yeah and and in my heart sometimes i still dreaming like oh i was so much missing being out there mm. in that peaceful places so um, so and definitely that's a main reason i looking for new adventures
0: yeah yeah so where is you guys' head at now it's been i'm not exactly sure how long but it's been a few weeks since you guys completed this big mission um like, where are you guys at? Are you guys, I know you're sort of planning on the next adventure, but don't quite have anything picked out yet. Um, have you been able to level out and adjust back into normal life?
2: I feel like, I mean, our head is at where our head is at right now is really relocating. So uh, we've, I live, I grew up in Miami. He's lived in Miami for the past what 10 years uh, 14 14 years he wants to go back to europe to maybe you know live with his family yeah. and so i think we're trying to organize that and uh, basically yeah. like that's where our focus is is trying to the relocate. next mission <laughs> <laughs> a lot of fun yeah, yeah, logistics yeah totally um yeah so i think that's you know like trying to find like another home base okay and and that's also i think why you know like it's hard to settle back in to, you know, cause like, uh, we came back off of a three month trip and, and, you know, it's, it's, it's different trying to like basically turn your life around and, and find a new home in a completely different, uh, well, for me, it's a different country for him. It's like totally. basically going back home yeah. and, you know, trying to figure out how to get the dog there and all of your mm. things and packing and stuff like that. So it's another, uh, adventure. yeah, another adventure. That's yeah. a good way. To it.
0: Yeah, totally.
2: So I think that's where
0: our focus is. Laz, what does your family think of this? Do they think you're crazy or are they proud of you or what are their thoughts? They
1: was nervous. They okay. was really <laughs> nervous. Oh my God. What's going to happen with my little child, my mother, like, and, and they don't understand really the running and, and right. somebody not running and you tell them you're running across the country. They don't know how these things work like right okay you're not going to sleep you're running non-stop or how it's working so you try explain it and yeah they was they super proud now but in the beginning they was obviously um
2: worried about you breaking something
1: yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: irreversible injury they
1: really worry about me my heart going to stop my legs going to be my ankle or knees need operation right. luckily nothing happened okay. yeah um, but they they're really really <laughs> proud, of them, and I'm happy for that.
2: Yeah, well, that's so and
1: cool. it's normal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the parents always worry about their child, so of course. And it can be scary when yeah, I can imagine my son one day, tell me or daughter, I like, going to run cross continent. I believe I'd worry to her, like.
2: Yeah. There's a big world out there. Yeah, of
1: course. Yeah.
0: And I'm just thinking of your, from your parents' point of view, it's like you only started running a couple of years ago. Like, Laz, are you crazy? Yeah. What are you doing? Maybe you should put a couple yeah. more years into this.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. I remember when I first time told my father, I'm going to run a marathon. And my father and like, I almost left that on me like, what, marathon this is a huge thing? <laughs> like, yeah, he was not really believed in the first one, but up to much more understand it. They no. got
2: it eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I yeah. think like anybody, yeah. they were, I mean, anybody that you would tell, like, you know, he was almost, I remember he was apprehensive about telling people how long he's been running, especially before you, you know, try and do something as, as big as this, oh, because yeah. people instantly will have doubt. And, and that's not a good thing to fill your head with before you start something like
1: this. I don't want any negative things. People love seeing other people fail and right. that time pointing like I told you, and people pointing you who absolutely never run a yeah. corner or something. Now no, that no, he no did it, any... he can say it. But
2: like yeah. before, yeah. he was like, maybe I should yeah. mention
1: yeah. this. Yeah, I, I was. I, yeah, I was done for it. Even even when I started running. Uh, we've started uh, the transcontinental run. Some interview asked me that question and I somehow not answered that because... A few years. Yeah, mm-hmm. few years. It, yeah, oh, because yeah. I was felt it's, it's not the right moment yet. I'm not prove the, the the not-believers myself yet. Yeah. Because, yeah. Yeah,
2: you got we're living
1: on this kind of planet, <laughs> I well, can't be honest.
2: I also feel like just, like, negative feedback before you go into something like that is just not helpful. And yeah. so I wouldn't, like, you know, I don't think it's, I mean, if somebody asked you directly, yes, of course. But, like, oh, I don't yeah. think you, you know, would want to be like, hey, I've only been running for two years. I'm going to go run across the country now. And, you know, they're like, okay, yeah, good luck, buddy. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and I get that. I, I really do. But... <clears throat> I think it's so, and coming out of this, I think it's so much more mental than I would have ever realized. Like you need mental strength to get through this. Physically, surprisingly, you know, honestly, surprisingly to me, he was relatively, you know, fine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, aside from like here and there, a couple of things, but like, you know, your body held up really, really well. It's a
1: training. Only Mentally, only the training. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: I think is, is the hardest thing. And I never would have thought that it would be that way.
1: Sure, yeah.
0: Well, before we close this out, I want to ask you, Laz, like you said that the mental aspect of it was probably the toughest for you. Like physically you were trained up and pretty much ready to go and your body held up fairly well. You know, you tape yourself up a little bit here and there. Do you have any tricks for people who might be listening as far as like mental tricks to, to sort of switch, switch your mind into the, to the positive Man. Or what did you do, like when when you woke up in the morning, you're like, oh man, I don't know if I can do it today. Like, how did you switch your brain?
1: Uh, you need to always go forward and and, uh, and 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 turn the negative things into some kind of a negative situation, some kind of positive, and mm-hmm. be thankful, even in the rainy days. I look at around and uh, uh, i see a lot of cars around maybe it's a judging eyes is what's this person doing in this rain and i was no i'm in the right place i'm doing something amazing and if i'm in the car or i was before a person in the car and saw a person like me mm-hmm. i always was wish like i wish I somebody like that who yeah. would do some kind of adventure some crazy thing in their life and I was, so I, I was thinking that in the weak moments and I was strongly feel I was in the right place doing the right thing. Uh, but push, push to yourself is just, if you have a goal, you need to do it. And it's perfect. If you really love something, mm-hmm. you're going to find a way how to do this trick in your mind. Everybody have a different tricks. Um, I'm a little bit more like have this dictator. Uh, I can push myself, um, really hard like emotionally like um um
2: i think like also maybe just yeah. like making things you know like almost proving people wrong i think like
1: oh yes yes mm-hmm. it's definitely mm-hmm. yeah, yeah
2: a huge like motivation
1: yeah for me is motivation i have a yeah the competitive, Com-
2: competitiveness
1: competitiveness I, I have a huge competitiveness so mm-hmm. I, I try to uh, prove everyone wrong i do it for the people who don't believe me and who believe me and, and for, uh, for myself, I really try thinking this run was amazing, but it's just one chapter in a life. I, my main goal, my life, have a lot of amazing chapters like this, not stop now. Mm-hmm. So, this is just one really wonderful year. Um, it, it's no tricks here. I think you just mm-hmm. need to do it. If you love something and you have a goal, you need to do no tricks, you need to survive it and just push it and mm-hmm. push it. Yeah,
2: yeah, Kick yourself in the butt.
1: Yeah, every day, every day. It, it's hard to say a smart things here was happening.
0: I
2: think... Because
1: it really was no trick, especially in the USA. Run. You can go around it. You need to go through. That's true.
2: I, I mean, I think yeah. for yeah. him, like putting yourself in a situation where there was no out, like you literally... Uh, you made the Instagram, you held yourself accountable by making mm-hmm. it public. Mm-hmm. I think that's one thing that's for huge. sure. That yep. uh, Like you didn't even realize it's not like a mental trick, but it's like, if you tell people that you're going to do something, just like now you have to do it. You have to you know show yeah. that you're capable of doing it. Mm-hmm. And then also putting yourself in a situation that you can't like get out of. Like I'm running across the country. I've had, you know, everything planned out. I'm on this road, mm-hmm. you know, like I can't turn around. I can't go this way or that way to make a shortcut. I can't. There's nothing like there's no there's no way around it but through it. Yeah. So like that's it. Put yourself in a situation where you have to kick yourself through it yeah. and figure it out because yeah. like giving yourself a green light mentally you and can. like you can yeah. and like it was the same thing I like he would always tell me like Abby don't even tell me that like don't even don't even open your mouth. Don't even mention that because like, it's you can't, yeah, it's just, it's not an option to stop early. This is what you have to do. Like you can't even give yourself, you know, a, any way out. Yeah. So yeah. put yourself in a box and, and move forward. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mentally.
0: Yeah. So I'm just trying to imagine like you guys in your shoes right now and the experience you guys went through, um, how are you going to direct this towards the rest of your life? like the way you face a problem and go right through it you know um are you going to be able to take what you learn from this adventure and and apply it to the to other aspects of your life i mean it sounds like you are i mean you're already thinking about moving out of the country which is you know that's a big life-changing event so
2: i feel like if we could do this we could do anything yes yeah, so, so
1: that's we yeah. are a super team and we prove it they- again yeah and then we can survive everything together and i'm really proud of this connection is it's amazing good but i definitely can use it in the future yeah. but at the same time this different life always can suck you back and change your mindset again that's the reason i think mm-hmm. it's important always go back there and spend time always there a little bit yeah. somewhere out in the nature challenge yourself it. And, and yeah remind yourself and come back because yeah. if you if you're uh, living again here in this lifestyle in the city then you can forget things yes. but you learn on them easily
2: but I think going through something like this it's like you know it, you're entering into a situation you can't prepare for so mm-hmm. you're you know what you learn what you get out of it is like being able to kind of like problem solve on the fly, on the fly so like yeah. whatever you know is uh, presented to you you got to figure out how to make it work, how to get through it, how to go on to the next day. And like, I think that applies to anything in life. Like if you, you know, hit a roadblock, you know, just, you can't just give up. You can't just say, no, okay, I'm going to, you know, figure out a detour or whatever, you know, you have to find a way to get through it and just carry on.
0: Yeah. No, something like this is, is great training for real life because when, when real life events happen and um, then you're just able to say, okay, here we go. This is the mission. Got to go through. Yeah. It. We're not going around it. We're going through this thing.
2: Can't give up and crawl in a corner. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just like toughen up. Yeah. You know.
0: <laughs> um. Last question: Did you guys get along the whole time, or were there any big brawls out there? I mean, it's just the two of you in an RV with this huge <laughs> mission. <laughs> there was pressure.
1: Yeah. It was yeah. stressful for Definitely sure. it tested us and our relationship.
2: Yeah, I'm not uh, gonna lie. I mean, there were days. we have
1: tough days some days especially because i especially because of me because i I reaching like mentally such a i have such a pressure on my mind and body i think the chemicals is change and um and then you just wake up in the morning and no way i going out and yeah we are we are irritated with the most smallest thing maybe because we are in that uh small Box. or the box store yes. yes
2: there are so many stresses i mean like every so. day it's just there's a million different things but like I, I, they always say you know when you enter into maybe something like this it's it's difficult to maybe choose your partner as a crew member you know what i mean right. like maybe the best choice cuz you're going to be put into these situations that are going to be challenging in your relationship but also like you understand what you're getting into. It's not like you go in there thinking it's going to be like vacation, you know, like you realize there are going to be challenging moments. You're going on like essentially a mission, you know, crossing the entire country, like navigating, you know, all different types of terrain. Like you're, you're going to have moments that are stressful and tough and, you know, you know what you're doing, like, you know what you're getting into. It's not like uh it's a surprise. So if yeah. you can't handle it, like if you can't handle an argument in your relationship, then you know you're never going to get through it. I yeah. Just like, yeah, that's true. That's that's
0: that's totally true. That's a perfect way to look at it. If you're not going to be able to work through this little argument we're having, how are we going to make it to the other side of the country? Like, come <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, you
2: got <laughs> it out. <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: you guys did it. Congratulations! It's an incredible journey. Um, Like I said, put your feet up, eat some ice cream, take some time off before you jump into anything big, but, uh, I'll be watching you, man. I want to see what's next. Um, you know, I'm sure you, you'll have something some, somewhere down the road and, uh, we want to hear about it. We want to see it. So just keep doing big things and, uh, thanks for the inspiration and just keep doing what you're doing. I love it.
1: thank you thank you you so much
0: absolutely thank you
1: for the interview
0: hey thank you for doing this you guys i appreciate you stay in touch if you ever come to colorado look me up okay all right we'll see you guys bye-bye thank you thank you Laz and abby i really want to thank you guys for coming on the show and for the inspiration i love it guys i love this stuff I mean how cool. I get to talk to all these crazy people. I, I just love it. Uh this podcast is brought to you by Big Things Crewing. Um that's us. We do coaching. Uh pacing, crewing. I was out pacing almost all weekend. Um not to brag, but uh I'm at 100% for uh getting people into the finish line and I've paced a lot of people over the years. So you need a pacer, look us up. Um We know how to get you to rally and get you into that finish line. We want to help. We want you to do big things. Look us up. Big-things-crewing.com We are on all the social medias, uh, all of them meaning Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. I guess that's probably about it, so maybe not all of them, but... Um find us. Uh give us some love. Give us some some support. We're on Patreon. Uh find us there. Patreon.com slash do big things. Uh it's the easiest way to support this podcast. We want to thank our sponsors, Exoskin, the best running apparel, from hats to socks and everything in between. Check them out. Use our discount code capital BTC for 15% off. We want to thank Athletic Brewing for making this possible. Twenty percent promo code there is McRoberts A twenty all caps. Uh, check them out. Get a discount. Use the discount for the best non alcoholic beer around. Love that stuff. We also want to thank Will and On Pace Wellness. If you want to dial in your nutrition, if you want to finally get it figured out, if you want to turn the magic key that opens up the lock, which is you, and do big things this year, baby. Look up On Pace Wellness. Mention this podcast for a ten percent discount life is short do big things baby pedro take us for a run